Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. So we're finally going to get around to this one, huh? The horror movies of 2020. Some, yeah, just, some of them, at just, least. Some. Just drop it right right off the bat. Screw it. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's 2021. It's almost the end of January. I think we did say we were going to kind of like look forward, not look back. But there were a few good movies last year, even during the whole shitty-ass <laughs> pandemic thing that we had to deal with, or we're still dealing with. But These are good. I was might as well Might as well sit down and talk about a few of them. Yeah, a couple of these surprised me. A couple of them, it's been a while since I saw them. Yeah, one definitely surprised me. Thanks like, one sure. of them, it hit, I had seen things about it and read things about it, and I kept telling myself to go back and watch it, and I finally did that today. And I must admit that I'm ashamed of myself to not, like, give it a, a due, due chance last year. Yeah. But... No, yeah. we'll get into them. I got a, we got a little list. We got like what six or seven or so that we kind of we we're not going to fully dissect these, but we'll no. just kind of. I'm curious what your opinions are on some of them, and yeah, if you've seen all of them and like whatnot. Three or four that I I don't know. Some of the ones that I haven't seen, you'll probably have to take the lead on. But yeah, yeah, we'll go through that. All right. Well, that's what we're going to be going through. Horror movies 2020, and we got lo and behold some more jolly pumpkin to drink tonight. So want to dive into this one that we're going through tonight? Yeah, so we've said before that we are a Jolly Pumpkin fan, so again, if anybody from the brewery listens to us, just just know that you guys are one of our tops. You're fueling One us. of our favorites. I mean, we find you all, I find you all the time, and, and every time I go into the bottle shop, there's something new, and I happen to be in there this past week, and they have their limited series it looks like a christmas series obviously because it's called noel and it's got a picture of a jack-o'-lantern with a santa hat on it and some snow and an ornament so my guess is this is a christmas themed uh special series um not just winter but it's definitely got a a winter vibe to it so we figured you know yeah it's past christmas but we are looking back at 2020 a little bit so we might as well look back and try a Christmas themed beer that we haven't really had a chance to, to, to give it a go before. It's a uh, mahogany and malty ale with hops and hints of fruit and spice. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I'm like gonna assume that it's another farmhouse, which is what they're kind of like known for. Yeah, we've definitely um, they've, they've hit us with a fair share of those. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's gonna be a hopped up ale with malt in it and obviously some spice like some holiday spices so i'm interested to try it it's oak age too so it'll be a little boozy and it says nine percent so it we might a, hit we us got a good one it might hit us and knock us on our ass yeah, but we got a good one it's probably sure. a good one so why don't we just crack the bad boy open yeah. give it a shot and then i'll see if i can find any like decent information on it because it doesn't really have anything on the can other than the sick art which I don't know who you guys who does your art, but you guys, the artist is awesome. Yes. Like, I, lo- I love the art in this stuff. Old style graphic <laughs> pumpkin with a little Santa hat on, with an ornament hanging over, and got some snow on it. It's, this thing's looking smooth. And they're in the tall boy cans. Oh, that's just how you do. Yeah. That's just how you do. You, you do craft beer. You do them in the tall boys. I like the color. It's, it's really. Dark. It's really red. It's like an amber almost. Woo! Smells good. It smells pungent. Definitely smells like a winner. 
And Ooh, when, you, yeah. when you say winter ale, you get those like winters, it's wintery, spicy. I'm getting a lot of that smell. Booze just on the the nutmeg. It's almost almost like there's nutmeg in it, but I don't think there is. It might be fruit and spice. We do we know what fruit is in this? No, I, I haven't looked it up. I feel it'd be like, like probably cranberries, cranberry, or something prune, along those lines, something like that. So it says so it says in their description on Untapped, name drop. It's got figs, raisins, sugar figs, plums, and rum-laden truffles. That's what I was thinking of, because we had one when we were drinking them with Kevin before that was uh, fig-oriented beer as well. Yeah, it's definitely got those, like, darker fruit. I don't know if you call them berries or not. I'm mean, not really sure. I'm not a what, what style of Yeah, what not style expert, of fruit is that? But, yeah, with raisins and plums and that sort of thing. So it's definitely got that, it's definitely got that like, darker darker fruit and it it's almost like i said an amber it's got a very dark amber color to it so it's that's probably like the prune or the plum excuse me not prunes the plums in it with the raisins so it's gonna be interesting i, I like i said it smells really good so i'm interested to try it Dive and in. see what, it, see what it tastes like wow smooth it's weird yeah there's a there's definitely a kick to it it's definitely a farmhouse ale like it's definitely not like a like they say it's hoppy and I guess there is hoppiness to it but I get more of the the like the like the fruity tartness more than I get like the hoppy bitterness. I don't get much hops on this. No, I don't either. They say I mean it's probably it's again I'm not an expert on the brewing process and they may have dry hopped it which means they may have put the hops in at the end um, which gives it a different profile than if you brew it with the hops like a wet brew like a wet hop. Um but it I mean it's good. It's definitely a smokier farmhouse there's definitely some smoke to it which comes from the from the oak barrels and there's a little bit of that boozy burn to it Mm -hmm. but it doesn't taste boozy so that's nice like i don't get me wrong i mean i like a boozy beer once in a while but like normally the boozy taste does kind of take me out of it this one there's very little it's masked very yeah very little boozy taste but you definitely get that like cask whiskey Mm-hmm. burn on the back end it's weird it's just like mixed so... with the sour so it's really it's really interesting i can't even i'm usually pretty good about finding like different tastes that kind of go along with what I'm, I'm getting on this but i just i don't know i'm kind of at a loss for words there's like i can't really compare this taste to something else or there's something that i'm just i can't come to the realization i mean of it's what a little it like right now. the one you brought to kevin's house when we did the the killer reviews, the last killer reviews, that one from oh, Serenity now, the Serenity yeah. now, yeah, the one from Hidden Hidden Springs. It's a little bit like that, but it definitely gives off like a Sam Winter vibe, mm-hmm. but in a farmhouse style, not more, not less. See, but whereas like the other winter styles have, that I've had are aren't really a sour farmhouse or yeah. aren't like a, a like a, a bite like a like this has got a bite to it yeah yeah whereas a lot of traditional winners don't have that bite they're more of a lager or a or just a straight up hoppy ale this yep. is like a farmhouse ale with some sort of hop hopness to it like just they've done something with hops in it well like i said whether it's on the, on the end or the beginning of the brewing process but it's definitely more of a natural yeasted farmhouse ale with those spices mixed in so it, it's really good um Obviously, it's a limited series, so if you can't find it, you probably won't be able to find it till next year. <clears throat> yeah, till um, yeah, the time rolls around again. But if you do happen to come across it in your bottle shop, I totally would suggest picking one up and giving it a shot. So shout out to Jolly Pumpkin. You guys are the best. If you listen to us, please give us a shout out. Let us know if you like the podcast. If not, 
if anybody knows the Jolly Pumpkin yeah. guys, let them know that we uh they always like our posts. Their beers. So they, yeah, they we do tag like, them. We'll, we'll... Yeah, we do like the they do tend to like our posts when we tag them on our socials. But um, yeah, check them out. They're I mean again, Jolly Pumpkin, good stuff. Even if it's just the artwork, I mean, artwork alone is on the oh, selling yeah. point I mean, for that's me. That's what sold me on it initially was just the artwork when I first got the Jolly Pumpkin stuff. But ever since then, you know, I keep coming back for their for their beers. I mean, they're some of the best farmhouses that I've had, at least in recent memory. So, shout out Dexter, Michigan. All right, so should we jump into these movies? Yeah, let's 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 talk about some 2020 movies, huh? So, I'm probably let's talk about some of the ones that. Let's just get the ones out of the way that like I really didn't rewatch. So okay. it's been a while since I saw this one. So Invisible Man, did you get around to seeing I did. that this I watched year? Invisible Man. Yep. So it's been. So we'll get the big budget one out of the way. Yeah, let's just get those <laughs> ones out of the way because I, I remember them to an extent. I I really liked this movie and I I should have rewatched it because I have it on my Fandango app. But I was busy trying to rewatch all the other ones or not rewatch, but yeah, watch, I probably should have rewatched it. But I do remember when I did watch it, I did like it. I didn't get a chance to see it in the theater, okay. so I don't know how that so would have. I, saw that I don't know how that would have impacted my viewing mm-hmm. of it, um, yeah. because I didn't hate this movie. I definitely liked this movie. I, I loved this movie. There were things about it that kind of took. That I was kind of wary on, but we can kind of get into it in, in more detail. So I don't know if you want to kind of go through how you feel about it first, and then. So this was um, Lee Winnell directed this one yes. as well. Yep, Elizabeth Moss, great job on this one, and then Oliver Jackson, guy from. He played Luke in um. Why am I drawing a blank? The oh, haunting a hill house. Yes, yes, he played Luke and yeah, yep. He wasn't in it very long. He was in it the beginning because he plays right. He's quote unquote the invisible invisible guy, but he's like actually in really the movie until like the the end of it. Yeah, I love that take on it where it's like I feel like the older Invisible Man is just. That's who he is. The oh, well, yeah, this one actually gives you a so backstory or The reasoning. great thing about this movie is the fact that they modernize it for today's audiences, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. Like, the original Universal Monster, The Invisible Man, obviously is yeah. very much of the time. So it's a great retro movie to watch and say, you know, yeah. let me watch the classic horror movies, the horror monster movies. Um, but this one definitely is more of a traditional horror movie Oh yeah, with thriller elements, and it takes that tech side of like almost like black mirror a little bit it was very black um, mirror it felt a little black mirrorish yep. to me um obviously a little bit more mainstream but yeah i can definitely see where you're coming from with that well i remember just being right when this thing came out intrigued by i remember the uh trailer when the part or i don't even know if it was in the trailer but the part when they're upstairs or when she's going to the attic and drops that bucket of paint and it's like the first reveal yeah. of the invisible man, you know, mm-hmm. or the or the suit and stuff like that. That was just really. Cool. I thought it was just it was really smart how they reworked the story. How he's like this big tech mogul or you know medical field mogul. He's coming up with these new inventions and he's this very controlling situation. But overall, it was a good in and out movie for me. There wasn't anything that really broke the mold. It kind of was just there. I mean, it was it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything like clearly because I haven't gone back to rewatch it. But it wasn't something that drastically pulled me in. I had fun with it. It was, I think it was a good rendition. I hope it kind of opens the door for a couple of retelling of older Universal monster movies as well. I'm just yeah. hoping that it's kind of a continuation so, sort of deal. I mean, you can kind of talk about that a little bit in the sense that even outside this movie, there was a, there were talks they were supposed to do like a mon- Universal Monsters universe. universe. Um, obviously, that didn't really work out because the Mummy movie was garbage. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise. 
so like because of that i think they kind of shelved the idea and my guess is they already had the invisible man kind of like in the works talks or in the works at that point so they weren't gonna like shelve the whole movie um so they probably just reworked it to kind of be its own thing and i think it's better for it because this movie like i said before there are a lot of things about it that i kind of like were like eh on but i do think that it was a smart movie um i think they played well with i don't want to say tropes because i don't think it was that tropey but it was definitely there were some you know jump scare tricks that sort of thing that you kind of come to expect with today's horror movies yeah, but lots of jump scares but at least like what was interesting that i found through that was the ways that they because usually when it's jump scares it's like uh you know metaphysical beings or ghosts or you know the yeah, door it shut was, they, this was, is they like were smart i mean that comes from that's the technology of yeah it. It, it comes from a the direction like wheel l obviously knows what he's doing and yeah. he's much like james wan he kind of knows how to use those moments and find interesting ways to do it like the paint scene where like you knew, you knew you knew it was coming yep. but it still got you yeah because i just don't think you kind of expected it to happen right then and there um it was really good i get there were a few things that kind of took me away from it like when the little girl gets fucking like destroyed by the <laughs> by the dude like just yeah ways it just wails her and just gets rocked and like and like i get that like you get hit by an unknown force but they did look. But like, it looked a little funky. Well, it, like, not just that, but like her, like the main character, um, Elizabeth Moss' character, was like five to seven feet away from the girl. Yeah. So she would never have gotten that kind of force. So like, yeah. I felt like that was a little forced, just to kind of just to kind of push along that idea where like, oh, she's being driven mad because like everyone thinks that she's losing her mind and doing all these bad things and yeah. everything else and like even like when she killed her friend at the dinner table oh spoiler warnings <laughs> ah, we're gonna spoil a lot that looked a little weird to me but i still thought it was cool like i'm like that's all right that's an interesting way to do that to kind of get her locked up you know it, it, it brings you back almost to it brings you back to Candyman. it gives you that yep. like that Candyman. hey He's doing all this shit, but everyone thinks that she did it because, like, obviously he's more metaphysical than obviously she's physical, real. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's cool. I liked that movie. I don't hate it. I think that if you haven't seen The Invisible Man, you should check it out. Obviously, yeah. we just spoiled a bunch of it for you. But yeah. you know what? Still, go watch it. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. And I, I think I think she gets her just, you know, dessert. I think she... There's victory. Yeah, there's some victory at the end of it. She, I think it, was, she, it ends up being, what, the brother or something? He, the brother was wearing well, the suit. Well, she shoots the brother because he's wearing the suit, and then... She finds the other suit or whatever. It's it's I, I'm it's kind, kind of like drawing op- a blank a little. I should go back and watch it again. What but. I remember, I think, was it might have been like an open ending, open ended ending. So I think she like killed the brother and like you're like oh that's over and then something else is like, or is it? Like it was some some yeah, some well, action. I think, I think well the the twist was that they wanted you to think that the brother was the one doing it, not the other guy the actual but obviously she knows that her brother was working with him the whole time it really yeah and it really, he really was wasn't both. like he's still alive like she knows that he's still he's alive still up there in, in um, some capacity and i think at the very end of it she uses the other suit to kind of get back at him which is kind of yeah. cool so i liked it i mean it's definitely plays on that you know abuse victim who's never believed and like you know no everyone mm-hmm. thinks that the guy is this great awesome person that yeah you know no one believes her so it was definitely scary in that sense i mean obviously i don't know how that feels yeah. but <laughs> um well, that's the best part about these horror movies it's like well not the best part but the idea of these characters being in one of the most vulnerable yeah it gives states, you a, it gives you a convention it, it gives you a lot down. of like interesting i takes on conventional yeah Situations, and I think like a few, at least a couple of the movies that we watched that we watched that are on this list that I think do that, kind of do that. Oh, yeah. So that's for sure. 
All right, let's see. The other movie that I have not seen but once in the theaters I saw was Gretel and Hansel. I have not Did seen you that see movie. That? I was okay. going to go back and watch that, and yep. I completely just forgot to do it. I've seen the trailers for it. It looked good in the trailers. Yeah, the trailers were amazing. But, I mean, if you want to kind yeah, of no, walk, tra- break down how the movie's not that good. The trailers were great. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't, like I said, this came out a little while ago. At this point, it came out in January. So it was right, it was like right at the beginning of the year. And I saw this in theaters, and that was the last time I had seen it. If I remember back correctly, I fucking hate this movie. It's kind of, to put it to put it lightly. To put it lightly. No, um, this I remember it being like it looked really cool. It was shot really well, and I was excited to see this story, this old like uh, fairy tale. What is it like the Grimm style? The Grimm, the Grimm's fairy tales. Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, I was, I was interested yeah. to see one of those, like adapted to the actual big screen. However, for me, this more, this movie was just boring as shit. And you may like it, uh, because it kind of falls in the same category as that Midsommar, that like The Witch, stuff like that, where it's, yeah, it's kind of creepy, but it's not scary and, the, and there's that. tension there's, there's tension but it's just not i mean i like the witch. payoff obviously exactly so you, that's like why you didn't like the witch yeah so kind of so you might like this that. one it's but like i said it's the acting is good the shots are very done like well done the the scenery is super cool and like i just i want a good movie about a witch like i want a good old school new england style folklore witch movie that doesn't make me want to stab my eyes out. <laughs> like, American Horror Story did so good with their coven season. And then, for whatever reason... Yeah, I do have to these, go back and watch that. These, like, motion picture studios just decide that they don't have to, like, do anything in those movies other than shoot a couple cool scenes and then be like, oh, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> it's not a horror movie. It's it's not. It's more of a drama. Like, there's, it's not horrific. It's not scary just like a waste of my goddamn time so that's like essentially i don't even really remember the storyline of this movie because i think i was probably getting into an argument with my girlfriend because she hates when i hate movies especially in theaters (laughs) so i'm just sitting there just angry just like this sucks this is stupid and she kind of liked it but me just sitting there saying how garbage this piece of shit is it just kind of ruined ruined the mood for her, but good because I hate this thing. <laughs> well, I'm probably gonna go watch it either way. I would suggest for you to watch it uh, because I know you like that style. I, I was indifferent on Midsommar and I hated The Wish. So if you find yourself in my shoes, where I'm not really super into that, I would stay away from this movie, stay far, far away. Yeah. Uh, but if you do like those movies, if you like The Witch. Midsummer, whatever. There's nothing wrong with liking those, but this one might be up your alley as well. So give that a shot. Did you ever see Freaky? I did not that see Freaky one? No. Okay. Nope. So this one, I'm a very bad movie watcher. So we're this year. we're bouncing around a little bit. So Freaky was that newer Blumhouse Vince Vaughn movie. I think it's still in this theaters now. This one looks now. pretty fun. I was gonna go see it in theaters. I probably should go see it at some point. Maybe maybe I'll see if they're playing it tonight. This but. this movie was fun. I I like this movie. It was it's like those Blumhouse movies. 
like you go in with the expectation that it's i don't want to say like it's a mediocre movie and that's what you expect but like I'm not expecting to be like wowed. Well, you or think like, it, I mean, it's the it's, veil's pulled over on me, right? It's it to me. It almost they feel like a little goofy, like, yeah, like scary goofy. But they end up being strange enough that they work. And like, they're fun. Happy Death Day. They are fun movies. Like, Looks stupid. Yep. But I actually liked the first one. Like I, th- I thought that was a really interesting, cool idea. Take Groundhog Day and make it a slasher yeah. movie. Like that's cool to me. And they and they do get that like meta feeling because they know exactly what they are. They're not like yeah. They know what they're doing. They're they're playing with themselves a little bit in that sense too. And Freaky again was essentially like just like how you said Happy Death Day is Groundhog's Day. Freaky is Freaky Friday, but with right. serial killers. So right. essentially, right. this girl and the serial killers switch bodies, and hilarity ensues. It's pretty much <laughs> Vince Vaughn just trying to like portray a high school girl's personality through his giant hulkiness size because i always forget how like big and gangly he is but he is a he he does really good in this one i don't know i had a lot of fun with this this was directed by chris landon who also did happy death day the happy death day 2 he did paranormal activity 234 so he's he did disturbia he's got a couple uh horror movies under his belt as well and again these blumhouse movies just get made for so cheap and just turn money out but I would suggest seeing this one as well. Um, if you're in, if you're in on those like quirky style comedy horrors or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to check it out. Like I said, I, I do need to go see it in theaters if I can still see it in theaters. Hopefully, I believe they're still, it's still showing AMC. it. Because um, I did mean I've been meaning to go see that one because it did look interesting. I like Vince Vaughn. I think he's funny. I think if he's uh-huh. in the right role, yeah, I think it works for him. So something like this seems interesting. Like. I mean, not to make me sound weird, but I do like the actual Freaky Friday movies, like the yeah, original they're fun. and they're the fun. and the remake. Because again, I'm a, you mm-hmm. know, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's 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 like the like I don't know the mom that I always had a crush on growing yeah. up. And Lindsay Lohan, the girl I had a crush on until she became a crack whore. Like, <laughs> yeah, until legitimately, she, like until she was blowing dudes for a nickel right, outside of Seven exactly. Eleven. Like so, <laughs> so I like that story. I like that idea. That trope. That like switching bodies trope because they even have a few other thriller movies that are pretty fun um i think there's one called face off where nick cage oh, and nick yep. cage and and uh oh shit uh john john travolta, travolta. switch, switch yep. faces yep it's it's, awesome. <laughs> it's just insane. It's so good. I like I, um, I, love... I like I like Nicolas Cage. So yeah. like Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta is so just amazing. Good for the soul. So it's such, I love that idea. So I think I thought it was interesting. I would totally like to see this movie because I think it's kind of like even the the Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park. Oh my! Oh, sorry. The uh, the uh, Jumanji movies, the new ones. Oh, those are great. Where, like, Jack Black plays, they swap plays the, the girl. So yep. like it's that same idea where you've got like a comedic actor yep. playing Some, a girl. Yeah. Yep. And I know that sounds kind of sexist, but I think it's funny. Oh, it's it's hilarious. So like I don't know. I I, I definitely need to check it out. I can't really say much more about it because I haven't seen it. Yeah, but. it's good. It's shot well. It's funny. I, I really like these movies that know how ridiculous of a concept and an idea they are, and they just say, fuck it, let's go for it. Yeah, why not, you know? I mean, you, go go all in on these type of ideas, because tends to be that they work, and if they don't, I'm yeah. sure you made it for like a $500,000 budget. I, say it was made, I think it was $8.9 bucks to make this movie, and it right. probably, and I'm sure it probably got like 50 to $60 million yeah. or so. Because this one did open... After obviously all this nonsense, I think it came out fairly recently. It did. It came out this year, like be like uh, August was, or September. I think September. Yeah, it was recent, and it's 
and good for them for kind of putting it out there because since nothing else new has really come out, it's still hanging around in theaters because nothing's pushing it out for the new releases. So right. good for them for just being like, you know, holding true to their deadline or whatever. All right, now we can get into some more fresh movies where we'll actually have like a little bit more conversation on because yeah. those three, those three last movies, like I said, I spent this week kind of watching some, you know, more horror movies that we can kind of talk about, and I didn't really feel like going back and rewatching those, and I, maybe I should have, but I, I had my stances on them regardless. There was no way I was going to watch Gretel and Hanslow again regardless. So, let's talk about what we were talking about earlier when we first came so let's talk about his house yes that, so this is actually the freshest one because i watched this yeah, one today i watched i watched these next movies the last like two days or so so they're fairly fresh in my mind as well and i wish i had taken notes but alas i didn't so we're just gonna go off the cuff so his house if you aren't familiar was a netflix original so you can check it out on there it's a bbc film right so it's a british made yep. horror movie Initially, I, I was a little wary, not because I don't like foreign films. It's just hard for me to focus on foreign films. Some of them are tougher to... Because it's hard for me to focus on what's happening and read the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love Asian horror films. I love other types of horror films from other parts of the world. Um, so I was a little nervous going into it, but it was it was in English for the yep. most part. There was some subtitled, but it wasn't like a full subtitle movie. Well, so, I was going to say, the two characters are from Africa. Yeah, they're from some war-torn country in Africa. And they... they migrate or whatever over to so they es- UK. Yeah, so they escape their um, asylum seekers in the UK. They're in prison. Um, they, they're in a camp of some kind yep. when they get there before they actually like let into the country. I don't know if it's gotcha. like... It was like detainment or the, something yeah, like that. It may that. be like near future, like some of those, like one of those like pseudo near future type of things where it's like they're, they're, there's just so many refugees that they have to like keep them in camps before they. Because I've never really heard of that happening. They have to like acclimate that. Yeah, or I could. I could find be, spots. It's for a little them. weird the yeah. way the way it kind of happens in the beginning, where it's like maybe UK does. They that. can't I don't get know. jobs. They can't. Yeah. Uh, see, again, I, it's I, like that's, here's that's your al- too. right. Yeah. It's it's a UK thing, so I don't know. Yeah, it's like here's your allowance. Don't go. Don't leave the house. Don't don't get a job. Right. It's really weird rules, but maybe they are real rules over there. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So. To see if it's if you can are able to grant them citizenship or something like that i don't know so essentially this couple migrates from one of those areas over to the uk they get put into this like housing area and they get this really run down dirty i mean they're in the slums essentially it looks like they're given a this project a rental project that's like clearly section eight type housing that you have over here it's it's not the cleanest place it's not the greatest place um they are routinely reminded that this is a very large house that they're being given yeah and they should and be they're not sharing or, with anybody yep. it's just them um and then, <laughs> i don't know if you recognize some of the actors but the actor that they first like they meet after they get released is matt smith he played one of the doctors if you're a doctor who fan so i, I didn't recognize him until like he saw him the second time but the second i was like oh i know who that is um so it's definitely like british film so if you fan of british anything you, you probably understand you'll probably recognize some of these actors but yeah so they're they're reminded that hey this is bigger than my house so it's definitely dealing in a lot of themes so it's it's a horror movie regardless that's what it is it's a horror movie haunted house story it's a different type of haunted horror story even though it's still very tropey like it's very much you get everything you get with a typical horror house movie is the horror haunted (laughs) Haunted house House movie. movie excuse me so you get like the the voices and they hear yeah. things and they see things dark and, shadows and they don't comes know what's real what isn't so it's all that same stuff 
But what's interesting about it is that the themes they build around the horror story. Yeah. So you're dealing with, obviously, there's a refugee crisis type of issue where everyone doesn't like refugees because they think you're taking over their country. Yeah. There's racism that's, that's, that's spread into it. They're dealing with racism. It's really unique. Which in there? <laughs> well, so like it may it may have been funny to some people, yeah. but I thought it was really interesting and unique that when she when she finally leaves the house, yeah, and she and it, it got weird because I don't know if she almost like she was like locked in whatever area they were. It was it felt like they were locked there almost. Yeah. But I'm like, how did he? How was he leaving and going yeah. to all these different places? I almost wanted. I almost I almost thought at that point that the movie was kind of going in this direction where they actually keeping them contained. Yeah, even like if, it was without a, realizing it. Yeah. Like a, like a, a a mouse in a maze or something like yeah, that. That's yeah, that's what I kind of got because like when he gave her the map and the dude, the barber house, he's, he was like, "Oh, we're on Church Street." And then she's he, looking for Church yeah, Street. Yeah, she's she looking for she can't it. find it. But what I was getting to is that she comes up to the three three boys, the high school age boys. They're all black, like her. Yeah, and she's obviously from like from like, Africa. from Africa, like really from Africa. So she doesn't she speaks with an accent. She doesn't speak proper like English. Yeah, and they're racist to her. Yeah. Because she's from Africa and they're British, yeah, black youth. Like it was really, yeah. it's weird. It's again, a weird take on. I'm things. a white guy, so I don't know what racism yeah, no. is like. I don't. I've never been. No one's ever been racist to me, so I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I can understand. Yeah. But to me, I still think it's a really awful but interesting way to show it. It's an interesting take because I mean, from two complete. I mean, we're from our perspective as white Americans yeah. or whatever we're like, we don't know what that's like we're far attached you know detached from this situation that's in you know a fictional situation of the UK showing racism towards you know refugees African, and African I mean, refugees and that sort of thing yeah I mean the closest thing that I would I would probably transition it to would be oh it's like Hispanic immigrants here yeah like, a lot it's of people exactly treat them the same thing yeah way. yeah and, to me, it's just it was interesting because it's, like they were like, "No, oh, it's it's English over here, honey," and this that. And the other yeah. thing. I'm like, "That's interesting because," and he even says, "He's like, go back to Africa." Right, and, and, then, I, and that's and I, and I think like obviously the feeling of being isolated and feeling of being alone and being in a place you're not you're not comfortable with because it's not your your real home. I can see that being scary, and that kind of did built some tension up there. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that they were gonna be hoodlum like. Yeah, like her. little shit. They're gonna be little thing. shit yeah. kids to her, and I you could feel that welling up a little bit. But I didn't expect it to go to that point, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that really." Because it started took me out by with surprise. The three of them each giving her different directions to the right. same they were place. Fu- they were fucking just, with her. Yeah, they yep. were fucking with her. Like that's that they that's what they were doing, and then they got really racist. And I was like, "Oh, oh wow, okay, yeah. that's that's and and that's probably something that real refugees in all parts I'm of the sure, world. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's not a completely so fictionalized sure thing. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's. I mean. It, 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 I don't want to dwell on it. It was just interesting to me. Yeah. As far as a horror movie goes, I think it's really refreshing because, like, I was expecting it to be, like, a haunted house movie, but, like, kind of the typical samey type of thing, and I would have been like, eh, I've seen this a million times. Yeah. I've seen this a million times, but I was still... I had fun with interested this one. Interested. It still sucked me in. I think that the the idea of the witch is really cool. I don't even really need to know yeah, anything just about the witch other than the, the fact witch. that it looks like a badass... Like Witch. Slenderman-y kind of yeah, like and I, and, I, and I really liked like when they brought like he kept being brought into like this other realm like when he's eating dinner really like and he's aggressively on, and he's, he's on the back water, on the water. He's back on the water yeah and you keep going like to me I kept it definitely did flip a little bit for me in between because like I thought it was you know he was being haunted by his dead daughter I thought that like yeah. he was he was guilt. He felt guilty of, of letting the dead daughter drown, and then it kind of flips it on you yeah. near the end of the movie. And I don't know. I just, yeah. So w- let's unravel that little 
chestnut right there. So the story is these two immigrants come and they've mentioned it in passing that they had lost their daughter. Come to find out throughout the story that the daughter is the one that is essentially haunting them. She's kind of in the room. Yeah. She's hiding in the walls. There's quick little like shots of her and her like she has like a little like African tribal mask on. Really creepy. Almost it, it reminded me a little bit of the us characters when they had like the the mask on the, or the little kid the had little like the monkey mask on. Us, yeah. But regardless, so she's one that's kind of haunting. And then throughout the story, the wife starts to also see this and she starts bringing up the fact that they need to essentially like repent or, or like they have to they have to go back home right. she, in order to get their daughter she, back. She's convinced that if they go back, the witch will give the daughter, give the back. daughter back to them and that, you know, they owe the witch something or whatever. Yeah, and they, and they, they brought it up like when you steal or you stole something, you need to repay it essentially. Right. So she's telling the husband, we need to go back and repay. So from that point, I'm like, okay, they, I mean, they just stole something. They were poor. They stole, like, kind of Aladdin, the poor, you know, stealing from the rich to feed the poor. I get it. It, it, it is what it is. We've seen this a couple times. And then the story progresses, and it shoots us to a flashback scene, which, hindsight, looking back at it now, was leading up to them being shipped on the boat to the U.K., so essentially, war-ridden Africa, you see our main character there, you see him trying to get onto a bus, clearly trying to bus people out. So that, so before you get into that part, that scene's a little interesting because what happens is essentially, and again, spoiler warning, so if you haven't seen this yet, please go watch it. Oh yeah, it. lots of spoilers. Like, pause, pause, this, pause this episode and go watch the movie and then come back. So like, he's convinced that she's going crazy, he's trying to pretend like it's not happening, mm-hmm. he locks everything down in the house... Yeah, and like he's hammering the walls, he's, he's, yeah. he's slamming. So he's, 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 he's going, crazy. he's going crazy. He's losing his mind, and he tries to lock her inside. She manages to get out, and then it just kind of like does a really slick transition where she's back in her. That's her where village. really confused me. Yeah. So like when she's looking at, because I, even I was kind of like, wait, where did she go? I'm like, yeah. oh, she's she's back in the village, and she she recognizes eventually that this isn't real. This is a vision. I'm dreaming. Yeah, and she starts to get emotional because she. She, she at first wanted to believe that she really was back home yeah um but she wasn't and then he comes looking for her and then it turns it basically into the flashback yeah so to show right her that. what he did because she didn't realize what he did necessarily yeah. this is where kind of well, or did you know it's see, like, the movie kind of gets confusing a little bit yeah. for me here because like because did she know because this or, is where the movie flips on us is yeah. that when she, so they get back to the they actually get to the bus they're trying to leave because there's a warring faction or warring tribe coming they're to coming kill in and shoot slaughter yeah. everybody so they're trying to get out and try to get off of out of the country they get to the bus and the girl's like no like the girl on the bus is like no there's no, children full, only, too full, children too full, only. whatever and then maybe you can explain this better than I can because this is where kind of I get stuck because I'm kind of confused as to what happens mm-hmm. he sees a little girl and he tells her give her the spot or something so it's it's pretty much like the Titanic where they're like, this is for women and children only. What he does is he takes oh, he this child. <laughs> he just he just takes the child and he's like, please help us. Like my daughter. Like we need to get on. This is my daughter. Let's go. Let's go. Because they wouldn't let just him on. Okay, so, he's, so he just right, stole some right, girl from the crowd. Okay, and then he gets onto the bus. The little girl's crying, mama, 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 and okay. that's why the ghost like of the girl, the haunt, yeah. is constantly saying mama. Got you. Because she, the little girl, is now screaming. As the bus is driving away, he's, she's he's, looking. She stole her. Yeah, and she's less. watching. She's watching. The mom, her actual mother, is yeah. chasing the bus. Oh, okay. 
That so he just like ripped her that. apart from her family so he could secure his spot on the bus. I, I kind of assume that's kind of what happened. I I think yep. I, I looked away. I, I kind of looked away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I probably should go back and rewatch the movie again. Just I'll, I'll watch this again because it, it was worthwhile. It's worth a second watch. For and there's sure. a handful of things I still want to unravel. But so then flash forward. So they are now on a boat transitioning from Africa to wherever. There must have been an accident of sorts, and the boat capsizes. And people are swimming everywhere. They're trying to get rescued. And the girl that he had taken on this trip drowns and dies. So this is the whole... So, yeah, when they're on the boat crossing... I don't know. Some yeah, channel it's, it's or something. It's a little weird because, like, are you telling me they take a boat from the coast of Africa all the way to England? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, they were on the refugee boat. The boat capsizes or sinks in some fashion. Something happens. A little girl it. drowns. He doesn't save her. And you're led to believe the whole movie that, like he's feeling guilty for not saving the little girl when in reality he's just dealing with the guilt of it of letting her go and less about the guilt of actually saving her until the very end when he realizes that you know this thing wants him and he doesn't deserve to live because of it and so like this i'm obviously missing some cultural significance or some sort of significance to the bad guy and why he has to like shed like he has to cut himself cut open tits, so like the, give so something to get so yeah the, so, the, so there's some some things about it that i don't quite understand just because i don't understand if there is some sort of cultural background to it or some sort of reference to it but it's still sick i mean i think the bad guy and it's awesome i think it's a i think it's a great looking bad character oh, yeah. i think the makeup's really cool the effects are really cool no this was a fun story and then it's a fun movie. even just there's there's a handful of instances that we kind of glanced over during this movie that were really good scares you know lights are lights are on there's nobody there and then they kill the lights and then all these people, all the dead people that were kind of a part of that, the boat transition or something like that, are all appearing there and they're trying to attack him and stuff like that. It's just, like you said, it's a very, I don't want to just say like a normal haunted house movie, but as a whole, it's a, it's a haunted house movie, but it has a really good story in there as well. So like we said, this is on Netflix. You should go check this one out. The other ones that we are going to go through tonight, did you watch Host? I did. Did? Yep. Okay. What you? I want to hear your take on Host. So, I, I watched Host. It's actually, I didn't watch it recently. I watched it a while ago. Oh, okay. But Host is actually really fun. I was nervous to start this one because I'm not a huge found footage guy. I think it works in certain situations. Um, and this is, just happens to be one of those situations where it works. I think this movie is, although it takes a tried and true <laughs> method of filmmaking where it's, hey, let's put a bunch of people, you know on some handheld camera and we'll we'll do things to them and we'll make it scary. Yeah. Um this movie to me was I don't I don't I don't necessarily think it was like it wasn't trying anything new, but it took the idea of all these Zoom calls that we've been having, you know, throughout the last year. I mean, this movie was made I think like a week or so. Like it, I from what I remember hearing about this movie was made like obviously during the pandemic. Yeah. So they they literally all just got on Zoom calls and they filmed the movie using Zoom. So it kind of was really topical and of the moment because it was definitely made for the time because yeah, we were all dealing with, was we're doing dealing, Zoom. We were all dealing with the whole being quarantined the Zoom. So I thought it was a cool kind of like ghosty possession type story that was done through the screen of a computer. Um, I thought the scares were really inventive. I thought the jump scares weren't. I mean, there were maybe a couple that were bad, but most of them were, you know, really kind of cool and unexpected. The great thing about that movie. And like, where I think some of them struggle, or they they try to get too movie ish, yeah. And they add like, 
like the music and they add sound effects and this sort of thing and like they make it they make it feel like a movie yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense to you or not but this movie there was no music there was no, no background no anything. score it was, it was literally just yeah. six people on zoom and it was a possession story and yeah. that to me is cool because like if it's silent and they're all kind of looking around I want it to be silent that, yeah. that gives me yeah. the creeps because it's like I'm there with the them. Ten, the tension's there. Because you feel like you're there with them. So like you're like if you're watching this at night and you get the lights off and you're watching at a computer or you're yeah. watching on an iPad or you're watching it even on a TV, you feel like you're there a part of the Zoom call. Yeah. So that, I think that to me makes it more effective because you're like, ooh, they, something Something's can happen going to me on, too because yeah. I'm on this now you're Zoom connected. call. I'm connected yeah. with these people. I think that was really cool. It reminded me a little bit of... Oh, I'm trying to think of what the movie is. It's not a horror movie. It's more of like an investigative thriller. It had John Cho in it, the kid from the guy from um, oh, from um, Harold and Kumar. But he's yeah. looking for his daughter who went missing, and it's all done through. It's all filmed through the computer, so okay. it's all done through his actions on the computer. So there's no real actual like camera work. It's yeah. just, hey, here's like, you know, a, a, a FaceTime call or this or the other thing. And like, you see him in that certain situations, but a lot of it's done through voiceover and through like gotcha. computer moving and a really inventive way of making a movie. So that was really good. It kind of reminded me of that, but at the fact that it was just a zoom screen. Yeah. So I liked it. I love this movie. I think, I mean, for a 60 minute, it was in, in and, and out. out type movie. I thought it was really, really well done. Yep. It was interesting for me. I'm a huge fan of, I love, I figured you would like yeah. this one cause you're, I love that, paranormal activity. Right. And that's like why that. I figured you'd like it. I wasn't sold on this one completely. No? No. I, I, it, it got me really tense. There was a lot, the, I think the tension was really good. What did it for me was just, I, I don't know. I, I felt that some of the jump scares were a little like, we've done this before. It was like the doors being opened. Okay. Paranormal Activity did that. And they weren't even original when they did it, but they did it. Yeah. I, the I get chair that. being slid across the room. Okay. We did that again. The girl being pulled down the hallway, shutting the door. Okay, we did that as well. The ones that did work, the ones that were cool were the ones that actually played with the technology itself. So, like, the girl that got her head, like, slammed into the computer a bunch, but for some reason there was, like, a um, overlaying mask that was, like, her on repeat. So, like, it had her walking, so, yes. and then her face would slam in. So, yeah, that was... it's Because it's, it's, like, created a wallpaper. Well, the well, using Zoom has a feature where you can have, like, a green screen feature, and yep. that's why that yep. is there. And that and that's the kind of stuff that I wanted to see more of in the movie. I can get you. I, can, I get you. Instead yeah. of just, like, normal paranormal activity yeah, style that. ones where, oh, the whole, everything in the kitchen opened. Okay, cool. Like, we did this already. Do more of those. So either it shows me that you just wanted to just... Only, I don't know. Maybe no, you only had like I, one I or two. You, I get where you're coming from for yeah. sure. Um, the comic relief guy was funny. Whatever uh, his name was, like Teddy or something oh, like that. Yeah, the friend that like they like pretty much go through all this shit, and then he pops back onto the call with the like little doll, and I was like, I know that this isn't anything with the possession. It's just this guy being an asshole. Yeah. So that yes, one was cool, yeah. and it is it it is nice, kind of like that first paranormal activity one where you don't really get a bad guy it's just kind of a random uh creature or spirit or whatever there's no real like big explanation as to who what where yeah, when, they, don't or why. Spend, they don't spend a ton of dif- a ton of time going over that so if you're looking for that type of thing i don't yeah. think you're gonna get it with this movie the one thing that did confuse me was the lady the uh what's her name uh, um, the medium uh, the medium so when she like cut out that first time it looked like something was happening to her like, it looked like 
the demon was coming to her. It may have, but yeah. then she calls later on and was just like, "Oh no, I have bad internet connection." Like it was like a jump scare. I think it was supposed to give you that that idea that something happened, but it yeah, didn't. So, so like yeah. nothing ends up happening to her. I guess I don't know. I, I could be misremembering this one completely as well, but I think in the very beginning, I forget the girls' names, but essentially the main character one. The one that started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the second one, the girl with the glasses that, like, faked having that friend and essentially invited this one in. Yeah. In the very beginning, we see her, like, throwing a rock up to the window or something like that and gets her attention. So you know that they live next to each other or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And then when she shows up to the house, she just, like, smashes the window and climbs in. But yeah. previously, she had thrown the rock up. to the, So she, like, climbed up, scaled the building smashed it yeah it's, it's a little things for me sometimes is, yeah, well and trust me i do the same thing yeah. so i get it it was um, it was a fun move i would probably show this to somebody um it's a good like stamp of oh hey look look at like our time during yeah, 2020 I, I think that's what i liked it's about a fun it. I, little I think it was thing. a fun little like just uh, stab at 2020 yeah. i liked the idea I, I, I do like those innovative like ways to like oh let's make a movie all on our cell phone let's make how can we make the most of what we have, which right now is not a lot. Right. So I, I do like that a lot. However, it just felt a little repetitive for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think if it was longer than it was, I think I'd feel exactly the same way yeah. you do. I think oh, if yeah. it dragged on too long, I've been like, all right, this is getting getting old. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was like in and out, it was it was like a Zoom call. It was like an hour Zoom call. Yeah, because we've the, all been on them. I liked, and that's those are the that's some more parts of the stuff that I did like, where it was like ten minutes remaining. It kind of like te- it's like tells you the movie's like ending soon, but it's also playing on the fact that it's a zoom call right and you're exactly. limited yeah so, so i think i think maybe i just the the technical side of the movie, of the movie was really cool so I that's why that i part. liked it so much yeah i could look past some of the tropier scares yeah so one one more horror movie we can talk about or i'll, I'll talk about it a little bit because you haven't watched this one i have and then i have a a really good horror comedy that i had watched we'll go over that one after okay so i watched the lodge Yes. I just finished it a couple hours ago. I do need to watch that one. I've heard good things about it. So this movie starts out with... Oh, well, we can't really talk talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to spoil it for me. Okay, so I'll, I'll try and... It starts out with a bang. This okay. movie is like off to the races. Is it? It's a New England-based style movie. So essentially, it, it kicks you off immediately. This mother is dropping off her son and daughter to their, their dads. Okay. When you get there, the dad's like, here's some money, go get some candy, me and, my mom, me and your mom go to talk. He essentially tells the, the mom that we need to finalize the divorce, I want to marry Grace. Immediately, the woman's like, okay, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> she boots it home. From there, come to find out that back in the day, the dad's girlfriend was like the only survivor of this like cult killing, cult suicide or whatever. Okay. She was like twelve years old at the time. I think, I think the dad is an author because they reference it. They're like, "Oh, isn't that girl in your, one of your books or whatever?" Okay. So the kids know about this because they're like, "Oh, you're dating the psychopath or whatever." Mm-hmm. They don't like her. So the story is essentially, they for Christmas time go up to the lodge. It's a little cabin kind of place. The girlfriend, the dad, and the two kids. The dad has to go away for a couple of days to go to the city to go to work, leaving just the kids and the you know soon-to-be stepmom that they aren't really too fond of to begin with something happens or well the dad it starts to storm up a little bit and then this lady obviously she's all messed up from the whole cult thing stuff like that something happens with her pills don't know where they're at now 
So it turns it turns into this whole world of we don't know what's going on as the viewer. There's a lot of stuff that's up in the air. There's all kinds of like little little antics that happen. So that's about as much as I can really say without spoiling it. But the majority of the story is this crazy, crazy lady that clearly needs her medicine that does not have them is up in the cabin with these two kids locked up for a couple days while the like a blizzard happens. So it's it's fun for me. It started out really hot, and then it got it kind of slowed down a lot, and the ending was a little flat for me. I'll be interested to see what your opinions are on this because I think this is, I think you will like this. It's where 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 can I watch it? And for for anybody that's already thinking about sending us messages, going, eh, this movie came out in 2019. It was re- it was yeah. in Sundance in 2019. Yeah, it, it was, was released in February of 2020. So yeah. boom. <laughs> this Amazon don't find me if you log into my Amazon Prime I rented it oh so this is an Amazon yeah right, so I, re- I rented it so you have oh, two days to watch it I have my own login yeah. Amazon don't yeah. come find me <laughs> Jeff Bezos but yeah you got two days to watch it because I rented it or I started it today or something like that but it was oh, good well, send me my login yeah. to my Amazon yeah I'll, exactly and I'll go watch it <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> alright but that was that was a good movie um, it, it was fun it was a little slow um, it's kind of, it's not as like witchy Gretel and Hansel. Is it like, is it similar to they come at night? Did you see that movie a couple years back? Mm, I don't remember that one. It's not, I don't no. think so. It's, okay. it's very much those three characters in the house so it's like, it's dealing like, with themselves. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a mental kind of like cabin thing. fever, like yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So it's, it, it, it really deals with the whole like isolation aspect of things and, there's lots of shit going that goes on. I left out a lot of cool little key points that I'm interested to see. All right. So the last movie that we'll talk about, did you see or hear of the movie Extraordinary at all? It sounds familiar. I did not watch it, but <laughs> it does movie, see sounds familiar. This movie was super fun. So this, actually, they were showing this up at um, the Enzian for a while. This is a, I think it's from. Well, I do recognize it now that I've looked it up. I did not see it, but it, it definitely looks funny. It's a Irish movie, isn't it? I'm trying it? to see. Okay, that's what it is. It is an Irish movie. I wanted to double check just to make sure, but it is an Irish movie. This thing is pretty pretty funny. This is uh, Will Forte's in it. Okay. Claudia o, uh, O'Doherty is in it, who she is in the Netflix series Love. She plays one of the uh, uh, room, okay. roommates in that. Yep. So there's a, a couple actors in there, but essentially it's it's like a ghost a ghost satanic-y kind of story, but it's it's very much comedy. But it's funny. It's a comedy, yeah. yeah. So Will Forte plays this, like, if I remember correctly, like this, like, big pop, like, artist, but he's really not good. He's, he's just a Satanist, and he pretty <laughs> much, like, performs sacrifices to demons to, for his talents. He needs to find, like, a virgin for the blood moon or something. Okay, yep. He ends up finding this, this guy. Going. Yeah, he finds this guy... And it's his daughter, so he has to. He finds this local lady who is a driving instruct instructor slash like talks to ghosts, or like she did ghost hunting in her past life with her father <laughs> until her father passed away because she, she fucked some ritual up and the dad died, and that's her like cross to bear now. But they essentially just have to go find these little ghosts, get enough like little souls to save the daughter. It's just. It's a funny little comedy. The father is like haunted by the mother who is passed, but he lives with the the mother's ghost. It's just like a normal thing. So like, 
the dog, there's one scene, the dog's like wiping his ass on the carpet and the toaster starts shaking it's smoking. And, so then, the, and the dad this. is, the dad is like talking with the daughter and she's like, why is it this? This is like, this is why you need to get rid of mom, blah, blah, blah. And then the toast <laughs> pops up and it just says, dog's got worms. <laughs> and they're like, see, he, she was just trying to help. It's just, it's a funny, like little take on things. There's a couple little like pieces of tension and stuff like that. But overall, it's just a straight comedy. I don't really know what else to say about it. Like I said, I wish I had taken some more notes on this, but it's, it's a good, pretty quick movie. Again, this one was like an hour and a half. So it wasn't anything that you had to really dedicate a lot of time to, but it's worth, this is worth the watch. It's, I'll have to go find it and check it out. Like Ghostbuster feels where it's like truly anybody can watch it. I mean, it's, I wouldn't watch it on the younger side because there are some like sexual notes to it, but it's not like crude or anything like that. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's not horrific or anything of that sense. That's for sure. All right. Well, those are our horror movies of 2020 that we kind of got down to. There's a couple out there that I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see the hunter. I wanted to, I really wanted to watch relic. Yeah. There's a few Uh, that I still haven't gone back and watched and I'm sure there's, a few that people are going to be telling us to go see. Uh, there is one that I did watch that I can't remember much about it to really give you a review on it, but it's called Color Out of Space, and it's a Nick Cage movie. And Nick okay. Cage, he's been, he's been in a, a couple of really messed up horror thriller-ish movies that have come out that are kind of like in underground that are really good. If you can go check them out, like that one's really good. And then he did another one, I don't know if it was the year before or the year before that. I forget the I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a revenge movie, and it's it's just Nick Cage at his <laughs> at his Nick Cageiest. It's being so funny. absolutely insane. It's so good. There's a chainsaw fight in it. Oh, it's just it's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. So check those out if if you haven't yet. But I don't know. I the, I I liked some of the movies. After I mean, diving, money was yeah. good for some for some. Yeah. After Anyways. diving back into these, I have a lot of optimism. So maybe we'll maybe we'll have to check back maybe next month or something and see if there's a couple more that we missed that we want to talk about. But we wanted to really not spend too, too much time on each of these. Obviously, some of them we had seen a little bit longer ago, but we wanted to talk about more than one or two in an episode, and we're creeping up on that hour mark already, and we only hit on about six of them. So we wanted to keep it as light as possible and just give you straight suggestions on that end. So if you end up checking some of these movies out, uh, let us know, because I know a couple of those first ones, you know, Invisible Man, Gretel Hansel, Freaky, I'm sure a lot of people saw those. His House, Host, Extraordinary, The Lodge, I think are... Um, the Lodge, I think, was more mainstream. I think more people might have seen those ones, but the His House, Host, Extraordinary, I had to really look those up to see where I could find them. And I mean, more often than not, you're just going to have to rent it on Amazon Prime yeah, or something Netflix like that. A lot of stuff, I mean, it drops without warning. Because, like, Netflix... No, I, mean, they do I had never good heard job of His of, like, House. Doing they, I mean, this is kind of off tangent, but Netflix is really good at not letting you know when they drop movies. Like, there's so many movies that came out on it this yep. past year that I'm like, I haven't sit down and actually sat down and actually watched. Yeah, I didn't even know should. about it. Like, you know, they had one movie with Chadwick Boseman that came out. It looked really, oh, really yeah, good. It's, not um, a horror movie, but you know, still looked really some, good. Like jazz band style yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just some stuff that drops that they they actually do some really good movies. That oh yeah, their originals are good. So the horror stuff you do have to kind of dig around to find it. But <clears throat> yeah, well, I think that about wraps it up. I think so. Yeah. I was going to say, you watch anything recently? But all we've watched recently was the movies that we just talked about. Literally, it's all I've watched. So that's what we got. All right, guys. Well, until next time, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy haunts.
And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.